Hola, mis gancitos. Guess what? Y'all have unlocked the 100 achievement. Now, this achievement comes with a few goodies. First off, in the words of famous Canadian superstar, country queen, and Chanteuse Shania Twain, <laughs> Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. We might have took the long way. We knew we'd get there someday. They said, I bet they'll never make it. But just look at us holding on. We're still together, still podcasting strong. <laughs> Hell yes. I, oh, oh, you better had your lighters out. Waving them back I mean, and forth this entire time. We did. <laughs> Assless chaps, cowboy hats. Yeah. Whatever you got. Mm. I certainly had assless chaps. <laughs> We've Bedazzled. all got assless chaps. Yeah. <laughs> In addition to Logan's beautiful rendition of Shania's poetry, I just want to say <laughs> that we are so excited to hit this milestone and so grateful for all of you listeners that we're giving in to your demands on Discord <laughs> and releasing two episodes today. Yes. Can you believe it? Two for the price of one. Though I suppose they were both already the same price. Free. Uh, <laughs> but they don't have to be. So now, after 100 episodes, is a really great time to join our Patreon, mm. if you're so inclined, mm. to perhaps mm-hmm. celebrate all of our hard work so far. Um, we would so love and appreciate it if you visited fantasticworlds.cash and gave us a little episode 100 gift. I'll pull my lighter back out for that one. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Maybe there's more singing videos for our Patreons. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll Pick a song requests. and I'll sing it for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll be taking requests. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode on release, we will be having a tweet team Twitch where some of us will be around. We will be sitting around shooting the shit and talking about episode 100. Maybe drinking some drinks and playing some games. So join us. Definitely drinking some drinks. You can find the link to our Twitch at fantasticworldspod.com. This intro is being done in lieu of our normal recap that we put at the beginning of our episodes. But just to give you a quick reminder of what happens, Team Torta has entered the room holding the Aeon Pit. And unbeknownst to them, they have brought Andromeda into the clutches of Vezebalod. So with that, here is episode 100, Hammer Time, followed by episode 101, To the Moon. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. I literally had a dream about it. I'm excited. (laughs) Logan, tell us about your dream. What happens? Do we make it? Well, in my dream, Buon did not make it, uh, but I introduced my very attractive new character. Uh huh. He was, I don't remember his name, but it was something really interesting. Fang Thrasher? <laughs> no, it wasn't Fang Thrasher, but it was nice. something like that. All I know is I'm excited. 
for him to come to fruition because obviously that was a bad omen and we're all going to die. Smiles <laughs> all around. <laughs> Yay, episode 100. Yes, uh, the failure for this one is not an option because failure means the end of Galarian. Yeah, that's bad. How did this get put on our shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> Baba Yaga? Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's definitely <laughs> technically how. <laughs> but also, man, why us? These people should... because we were all at that, the Mage not- Fair. It, it, it was a curse. Everybody it was, was a at curse. the Mage Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually a setup no, from when Angel DM'd one of our test episodes before the game actually started. Uh, that, 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 was the, that was the curse that led to this. Mm. It's all on Angel. It's all his fault. Even the newer characters were there. We could just uh, retcon that. They were like in the background. They'll do the fa- mm-hmm. flashback episode. And you could see Andromeda picking apart yeah. ca- cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I see Buon um, with the... I, I just watched Babe yesterday. And I could see yeah. Buon picking up the pigs like, yes, this is 16 ounces. <laughs> and then recording in his journal for some God-known reason. Yes. <laughs> I have been tasked to chronicle the fair. I'm taking it seriously. Buon's name is actually Internet. He just collects information (laughs) and writes it down in books. If he was a sci-fi character, yes. Hello, my name is Buon Internet. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a hundred episodes and, well, it has been a hundred for Angel and Abby. It has been 94 for Jessica and it's been... I think I think Forward. Logan came in around sixty-five. So, <laughs> I mean, it's been thirty-five episodes for Logan, and it's been three for Heidi. <laughs> 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 and those are our, those are temporary three. She's on. She's here on temp temp duty only. <laughs> I'm an <laughs> intern. <laughs> you're you're yeah. the intern. <laughs> I'm not being paid Ooh. for this, am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got her from the temp agency. Yeah, they hired me from the Temp Actors Guild. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of out-of-work actors out there. They need help and love and support, too. <laughs> yes, they, they do. do. They do. That's what, that's what we exist to do, is be a charity case for out-of-work actors <laughs> during this painful time. But, I mean, how does it feel? I mean, it's hard to think that you guys are at the halfway point and... Of the AP, um, well, actually, this end of this battle will be the halfway point, more than likely. Uh, but you've been here for 100 episodes. That's probably about 400 hours of game time when you think about it, because I think it's a pretty well-known fact that every three hours of recording time equals one hour of, of actual podcast episode. Uh, so you might, that's a, quite a bit of time devoted to this AP. It feels pretty surreal thinking that like we even got to halfway through realizing that we actually really did commit to doing this like crazy people, you know, three ish years ago when we were talking about this and Dustin saying like, well, it'll probably take about oh, six years to complete this adventure. That just seemed so unlikely to me. I was like, yeah, sure. I bet we're going to quit this after like a year. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are. And it's really exciting. I can easily do this for another three years. And this is just, I mean, and beyond, obviously, because we've got other shows 
that we're doing as well. This is just really cool. It's really exciting. I've had a blast. How are you feeling about this, Angel? I'm feeling as if it hasn't sunk in yet. Um, so I was taking a look at my my character sheet, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, wait, episode 100? And then my internal monologue's like, oh, oh, my gosh. Why don't you do like a little cartwheel woohoo, you know, right at the beginning? I, it's slowly sinking in. It's catching up coin. Holy crap, it really has been a good while. And um, yeah. I'm with you, Abs. It's like so surreal as far as like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, oh, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll join you all next weekend. Uh, I don't know if I'll join you all next weekend. It just, and then, you know, here we go. Uh, you know, year, year plus later, holy Toledo, or much less episode 100. I, I thought for sure after the log trap fiasco, one of us would have already bitten the dust with the log <laughs> to the face because we're not watching the trees. Yeah, still bitter. Um, <laughs> episode oh, two, wow. still mad. Still, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> episode one. Oh my God, that wasn't the end of episode one. That was a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> I might have said this in episode 20. No, I don't know the number, but I'm picturing... Romy Michelle High School Reunion, where it's the sequence where they're really old. It's like, uh, they're still pissed about the fight. I'm like, Justin, log trap, you suck. <laughs> anyway. That and the cookies has gotten the most mileage in terms of like horrible things that have been done to you guys that has stuck with you this long. <laughs> I, uh, don't worry, I fully expect to be mad about this fight that we're going into. <laughs> For a long time. <laughs> but how fun to have these kind of um, conversations, even, again, from episode one, things that just uh, have st- have stuck with us. And I know all of us have played campaigns over, over the years, um, you know, not professionally, or, you know, not as uh, uh, licensed affiliates with Paizo, but... Oh my goodness, just to have these moments uh, have really made it really fun. And just the dialogue and the interaction with our listeners has honestly been probably the, like the has probably been the biggest highlight. What about you there, Jess? You came along a little bit later and you were an unknown. We did not know you, but now you're almost like you're just like family. We talk almost daily, it feels like. So. Yeah. <laughs> One of the gang. That's the thing is, is like this whole experience has been building up relationships, not just with y'all who have become very important friends to me, but also, you know, our wonderful community, as as Angel pointed out, we have some of the coolest people in our discord, in our fandom, you know, going and talking to them is a privilege that we have, you know, these people who actually want to listen to things we do, like, (laughs) kind of mind blowing. And then I'm often... I, I often feel the imposter syndrome creeping in, but then people are so effusive that it just, it blows it all away. Um, this one's for the fans. That's what I'm here to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, so what a lot of, uh, what probably isn't known is uh, we have a Slack and in that Slack, we have a section called feedback where we post all the, it's, I mean, it's very rare we get negative feedback. 
If at all, most of it is overwhelmingly positive, and it's fun to go back and just look at all the nice things that people have said about us. Everything from coming back into the game because of us, people coming out of depression because of our show and how it helped them, people who have has helped them along their path to figuring out their sexuality. Uh, just all those different elements make it so wonderful uh, and Nice to know that we have an impact, that we're actually helping to make things better in some little way in people's lives are uh, really is fun. What about you, Logan? You've been kind of, you're kind of the baby of the group. Uh, <laughs> not, as, terms- uh, not as baby as Heidi, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. I'm the middle child. <laughs> How are you feeling about it? I mean, I'm excited. I feel like I started off on a slower foot, just getting used to it. But I feel like I've, I don't know, been fully embraced by you all and by the story and by the community. And I'm ready to kick ass and die <laughs> in the honor of Sukiyomi, Stop according to my that. dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, I mean, this has been such an amazing experience. I, I love every single moment of it. And I never really got a chance to play a lot of TTRPGs until like this podcast. And so it scratches all the itches that I wanted. And you're not a bunch of teenagers, although I love teenagers, <laughs> but you know, playing with just te- selectively teenagers for like the last couple of years has been a lot. So <laughs> thank you all for being adults. <laughs> you're welcome. Again, lo- shout out and love to all of our teenage fans. Thank you but for being adults. As a teacher being surrounded by teenagers on a constant basis. <laughs> It's nice to have a break. <laughs> uh, and what about you, Heidi? So Heidi, of course, is mainly on our new show, Far Beyond the Stars. You have had the opportunity to listen to us for a good, you know, 90 episodes uh, on one side. And now you've kind of seen how the sausage has been made on the other side, being involved with Far Beyond the Stars and being involved as a temp on <laughs> Rain of Winter. <laughs> Uh, how 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 are you been enjoying the experience coming in, kind of just for the last ten episodes between this and Far Beyond the Stars? Honestly, I'm really enjoying it. I know. Um, I still remember when I caught up to listening to the show. Um, was right before I think I think the episode that released the week that I caught up. Uh, was the episode where, um. I guess it's not spoilers if you're listening to episode 100 uh, where Minette disappears and uh, being heartbroken, you know, over the loss of both Odessa and Minette because I I had really enjoyed both of those characters. And then, um, you know, my entry into being a more active fan, because I'm not someone who typically goes out and interacts with the fan communities, uh, was basically that. I had G- I was GMing this campaign at one point in time. And um and so it was fun to talk to Dustin, explicitly Dustin, about the the, the game because I didn't want to give spoilers to anyone else. <laughs> and um Heidi knows how screwed you all actually are. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, He's no. Putting on a very um, face. <laughs> and I'm not even gonna say anything about this fight or, or how it went down in my stoic. home group. <laughs> about what's to come (laughs) (laughs) but it it is something where i honestly i could not be happier to be part of this group of people um i'm so excited to even just get to contribute a little bit to um the fantastic worlds podcast and i am 
so excited uh, at by this point y'all have probably heard me on far beyond the stars but i'm excited for you know for that adventure to really get going and see where we go um traveling the universe <laughs> yeah it's 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 a lot of fun it's hard to believe that that for some reason we did not think rate fantastic worlds podcast was enough <laughs> and so we went um, and did greatest show on earth and we still didn't think it was enough and so we did far beyond the stars and we abby still didn't think it was enough and now an she's doing idiot. fairy tale fix because <laughs> uh, i'm a beautiful fool uh but ed what's bad about it is there was a while there abby and i were serious contemplating an animorphs podcast so <laughs> <laughs> After reading all of your tweets, I now no longer want to do that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I've changed my mind. (laughs) They're not that bad. (laughs) That would be a terrible show. (laughs) It would just be a show of me screaming. (laughs) You can have my 10-year-old nephew on as a guest. We just gave him the first floor for Christmas. Yes! Carrying on the glorious tradition of these specifically books. the old covers, like not the shitty new the covers. Correct covers. Oh, they yes. yeah. yeah. We like went to thrift books and like found them. We're like, Beautiful. nah, we're not getting the new ones. We want the ones we can have the cover. And you see the animal. Mm-hmm. That was the correct choice. <laughs> we're good gunkles. Maybe we should do like a bonus content episode sometime where we just talk about animorphs for an hour because I could. <laughs> bonus content bonus Absolutely. content well from there i suppose we should get into your inevitable deaths but before we get there we have a 25 mu- minute musical number hit it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes, don't tempt me don't tempt me <laughs> we should have done that for our like our special episode 100 thing should have been um, the musical episode oh yes oh <laughs> Oh, we all like highly choreograph what we're saying so that we just <laughs> sing with one another. Amazing. I know that Jess in particular would have loved that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure would. The musical episode? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I do love a chance to sing because it's a talent I never really flexed when I was younger. But uh, I don't love musical episodes. So, JK, it's actually something much more somber <laughs> than that. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just make sure that Jess did that Andromeda gets killed off first and then she just doesn't have to be a part of it anymore. <laughs> yeah. just no, her, no, her spirit can sing. Grandma can sing. <laughs> Grandma can, well, Grandma's me, so. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she can still I sing. I don't know what happened to Andromeda. <laughs> I'm right here, Grandmother. It's me. They changed me in the oh. Eon Pit. <laughs> <laughs> going crazy, going crazy. Humanity is wrecked. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I love it. I need 50 hours of this. No. <laughs> then we need some synth wave. Synth wave with some Cthulhu noises. <laughs> <laughs> On a like more serious note before we actually get going. And this is this is super cheesy and like incredibly sentimental, but I am very cheesy and incredibly sentimental, so it's very on brand for me. Uh I just wanted to say that, like, I am so, and and privileged is the right word here, I am so privileged and honored to be able to 
spend this much time with five such amazing people. You're all so interesting and funny and compassionate and and wise and goofy. And I just like, I'm so lucky that I get to call you my friends. I only knew uh, Dustin really before coming into this, but I feel like so connected with with Heidi and Logan and Jess and Angel. And I just, I'm just really lucky. This has been really special. This has helped me get through the pandemic with like my mental (laughs) health more or less intact because I get to spend uh, so much of my time with the five of you. So thank you for being so beautiful and letting me play with you. I'm not going to make me cry. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally, I got a little weepy. Oh my! <laughs> I know. I'm already a little. Hold on, I got to get a little moisture away. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even being funny. Hold on, a little. Lord, okay. clamped. Abby, I feel the exact same way, here. and uh, I've said it before. I love playing with y'all so much. So. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> yes, musical oh. episode. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> uh, to the master playlist. <laughs> Yay! Now we have to... Wait, no, I'm sure the Golden Girls theme song is already on it. It's got It's absolutely like already on times. it. I it too much. Add it again. <laughs> Two separate <laughs> On there twice. <laughs> We just have a playlist that's literally that song over and over and over again. Oh, with different covers? <laughs> In traditional horrible transition fashion that I am I am well known for my transitions, we're going to start off in Andromeda's so head, which is always a great place to start off with. <laughs> also a very sentimental, cheesy place. It is a pretty sentimental, cheesy place. These are good, bad memories. White hair cascades over shuddering shoulders, pooling on the floor around the figure sat rocking in the center of the room. Through a parting of her fingers, Andromeda stares at the window, its panes shivering against the torrential winds beyond. She winces as lightning flashes through the glass, and briefly, the specter appears, its face contorted in pain and terror. She whispers calming words to herself and sobs, coiling into a tight ball and falling onto her side. Her bunnies flock around her, huddling in on all sides and sniffing at her hands. She hugs the one nearest to her and begins to breathe easier, knowing it was only going to get worse if she didn't calm down. She didn't want to lose control. She stares down the figure outside and swallows, its nearly translucent face distorted by her tears, but still so unsettlingly familiar. She didn't know what to do for him. She thought she'd given him what rest she could, but there he was, screaming silently in eternal torment. With a shuddering breath, she pushes herself to her feet, her knees wobbling as they straighten. Mustering all of her courage, she walks across the creaking floor and out into the stormy night, the wind and rain whipping around her, rustling her hair and clothes. By contrast, as she steps towards him, his form is completely still, undisturbed by the elements around it no longer subject to the rules of the mortal world. She apologizes silently for the years he had to live with her, years she knew had been taken by force, tears streaking down her face even faster now. She apologizes for letting the thing that controls her control him as well, for never truly knowing him, for depriving him of a real family, a real daughter. She apologizes for letting him die alone, and for the fact that whatever killed him was likely tied to her. She apologizes for the shallow grave she'd buried him in. 
She wails and sobs and apologizes over and over again. Images bombard her where she stands, the usual intrusive flashbacks of the things she'd been made to do, the things she pretended weren't real. She grits her teeth as they fill her head and an endless whisper echoes around her. She fights the draw of that voice with a piercing scream, directing it straight at the face of the man before her, the man she'd once thought of as her only family. She doesn't stop until her lungs are empty, and even then, she inhales hard and screams again, wanting to beat her fists against him, against the earth, against the very air itself. She stops screaming once more and steps closer to him, eyes bleary with her tears, her mind now clearer than ever. She starts to apologize silently once more, but stops and breathes and thinks. He was a victim, but he was not her victim, and she would no longer let fruitless guilt guide her. A thundercrack fills the air around her, and she makes a silent vow. She will no longer let it control her. She will no longer blame herself for what happened to him. She will no longer let it consume her life. This was her choice to make. She steps closer to him, to her caretaker, reaching out slowly with one hand. As her fingertips move nearer, she remembers the day she'd found his body, how she hadn't understood, or perhaps hadn't been willing to accept that he was really dead. She remembers his skin growing colder, more pallid, whiter even than her own, then shockingly blue. She remembers the months that went by and how his body had slowly decayed, delayed only slightly by the cold. She remembers the day she'd stood from her bed, restless and unable to sleep, and finally accepted the truth. He was dead. He'd been dead for months. She remembers crying harder than she'd ever cried in her life, but not really knowing why. She'd always thought she wouldn't feel much of anything if he was gone. But faced with the reality of her utter loneliness, she'd felt a deep sense of loss right down to her core. She remembers how she'd struggled to pull his body from his bed by one arm, grunting and dabbing at her sweat and tears as she laboriously dragged him into the yard. She remembers the bone-piercing chill that had racked her body and stiffened her fingers as she'd hefted shovelful after shovelful of soil from the ground. And she remembers, most of all, how she'd wept and covered his body with soft earth, how his face had disappeared into the dark. These memories swirl in her mind as her fingers make contact with his cheek, and though she does not feel flesh beneath her hand, she does connect with something. She gasps and let, lets out another painful sob, a wavering smile on her lips. Her caretaker's expression changes suddenly under her touch. Andromeda. He whispers, his gaze aimed at the tops of the trees. She nods, though she knows he is not looking at her. He lets out a soft sound of disbelief and closes his eyes, the edges of his form wavering, almost as if they were dissolving into mist. She stares in awe, unsure of what's happening or why. Thank you for caring, he says, nearly gone now. Thank you for waking me up. And with those final words, his spirit dissipates completely, taken by the wind perhaps to a better world. Andromeda continues to smile and continues to cry. She continues to remember and to mourn and to feel everything she'd been holding back. She sinks to her knees and laughs and cries and laughs some more. She gives all of her tears to the earth, to his grave, and to him. 
and when she's finished, she stands and walks quietly back into her home. Their home. She looks at the patch of earth in her yard one last time, and closes the door. Death. Destruction. Ruin. Disaster. Death. Destruction. Ruin. Disaster. Andromeda. Andromeda. You ready to come out and play? You see yourself in a darkness, Andromeda. Last you knew, you were sitting in a room with your friends. The Aeon Pit was beckoning to you. And now you feel consumed by it. All you see is darkness and these voices. Andromeda is definitely quivering. She's clutching her own arms and staring at the ground. Her eyes are unnaturally wide and she is not even reacting. How does it feel to know that you are soon going to bring ruin to your friends? And all around you, you see all your friends hung up with spikes nailed to a wall that is not there. Blood dripping down, ruining the darkness of the floor. Tears running down her face now. And she's shaking her head just slightly. Destruction. Ruin. That's not going to happen. This is just the start. No. It's going to go everywhere. No, no, no. Kill everyone. No, no, I won't. No. You feel something grab at your feet and you see a chain wrapping around your feet, pulling you towards the pit. Andromeda screams. And is clawing at the floor, so much so that, you know, in this, whether the space is real or not, it's tearing her fingernails off as she's trying to keep a grip on where she is. And as you scream, light penetrates through your eyes and you're back in the room. Nothing has changed. Pippa let loose a bolt towards this man, the centaur, a large blue creature head towards your friends, the ones that are visible at least, starting with Pippa. Roll for initiative. <laughs> Dustin, that was very um that was very upsetting. Well done. It's happening. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh man. That's a good initiative. That's a great start to my day. Is that sarcasm? Yeah, that is absolutely sarcasm. Classic Abby. That's great. We're starting with classic Abby, classic Jess. Mm-hmm. Doing so good. I'm also out of hero points, I realize. Now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I think God. I have one left. I don't. Th- I don't think I have <laughs> any left. I do like this new centaur that showed up because it reminds me of Slepnar, the steed that Loki helped birth. From Norse oh. mythology because it has so many legs. Wasn't that his By help birth, you mean gave birth to? Uh, I think he was the father at that okay. point. No. I don't think he was the mother. He's but the- he definitely was like went into a horse form and slept with a horse. And Slepnar was born, and Odin was like, Dibsies. I know. <laughs> Let me ride you, granddaughter. Tally ho! Yeah. <laughs> niece, I'm going to use you as my steed. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. 
This blue creature with the giant spear is actually a huge. So he is 15 feet across, and the other centaur is large. So good gravy. This is so horrifying. (laughs) Uh, Marislova, what'd you get? Marislova rolled a 15 for an 18. Buon, what'd you get? I rolled a 19, so it's a 21. All right. Andromeda? In true Andromeda fashion, I have rolled a freaking 20 wasted, (laughs) so I have a 27. All right. And true fashion, Andromeda is going first. Pippa, what'd you roll? (laughs) A lady's 13. (laughs) 13? (laughs) Hey, you know, it could be worse. It could be under 10. That's true. And Abraxas, what did the big boy get there? Okay, so this is my first time using the dice roller in Hero Lab itself. I mean, I use it in the Hero Lab online. This is the desktop app. I didn't know I had a dice roller. I was looking for it. <laughs> Flipping 20 right off the get-go. So I'm hoping it's important of things, good things. <laughs> I'm going to start using that one. I got a 20, so for a total of 23. Wow. Okay. I was going to use roll 20, but last game, 50% of my rolls were ones. So I'm never using that damn thing ever again <laughs> it's super cool with maps music tokens what have you um but no no more i, I nope so there's two people who made surprise attacks and the first one would be pippa and then the second one being the giant centaur creature with the sphere okay so i still get to do my attack get, do your attack on okay. the sevalod i'm gonna try out i'm gonna trying out the dice roller in hero lab classic and see <laughs> how i do 21 to hit that is a miss with a creature that large yes and what's worse is actually as you see it slide you also see it kind of bounce off a wall uh off to the side wow so i fired really badly with a 21 yes these other creature which is for the sake of his name is a vatherum vatherum charges forward as Pippa reveals itself and moves up towards Pippa with a thunderous trample as he runs through Pippa, Abraxas, Buwan, and ends through Marislova. Each of you get the choice to have an attack of opportunity or a reflex say to dodge out of the way. Pippa, do you wish to get an attack of opportunity or do you wish to dodge out of the way? I'm a teeny tiny girl, so I'm going to dodge. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to oh, try yeah. to avoid getting trampled. Thank you very much. You're the only one who actually could. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also the only one with a decent reflex safe around here. Well, not just that, but also you have the evasion, right? So. I do have oh. evasion. Yep. Okay. Roll me that reflex save. 23. Respectable. You do not pass. Holy <gasps> shit. Oh, this thing's like a epic monster. And that is 1d8 plus 16 damage. Oh my god. For each of you. So okay. Pippa, that is 21 points. So I take half that because I have evasion. Oh, right. Oh. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. Excellent. Abraxis, reflex or attack of opportunity. Oh. God, that eat that ate up all of my temporary hit points. Oh. I do have temporary, so you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll reflex there out of the way. I'm just going to ask in protection from evil that says, 
we get a plus two resistance bonus on saves. Both these bonuses apply against attacks made or effects created by evil creatures. Oh. Would that mean that Abby's is technically a 25? Yes, and it's still a miss. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Yikes. This is a okay, fun game. I, I tried to help you, Abby, but, but apparently no, I, I fucked everybody. I appreciate me, the assist, and I'll, and that's a good rule to remember just in general, for sure. Uh, I got a 27. That Reflex. is a miss. Oh, no so, surprise. So by one point, though. No one. Very, very close, though. Mm. Oh, I could make it if I rolled a natural 20, but look, I mean, I didn't get attacked anyways, but... Uh, oh, that crap. is 32 points of damage. Or no, sorry, not 32. 22 points of damage for you, Abraxas. And Buwan and Kuneho, what do you wish to do? Well, well, Buwan's going to try to reflex it, but I think I need a nat 20 to reflex. Oh, shit, I got a nat 20. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> so that makes it a 30. Uh, then, nice. yeah, Buwan, Buwan jumps out of the way for half damage, <laughs> but what about Kuneho? Um, I think, I think Kuneho's going to take that, oh, should they take the attack of opportunity? I don't know. I chose to reflex out because I knew it's going to be a long battle to reserve That's as much true. health as I can, only because I have a feeling we'll need a nat 20 to do a lot of things with these mm-hmm. beefy monsters, and there's like two of them. Wow. But I kind of think my summons will do better than Kuneho. Yeah, you may want to sacrifice the them run. then. So I think Kuneho's just going to take a swipe. So Kaneo's going to take the attack of opportunity. Okay. First blow. Roll, roll that beautiful attack. Um, let's see. They're going to use their bite. Or could I use their slam? Whatever you want to do. Come on, I'm going to use slam. That does more damage. <laughs> okay. That's a 26. Nope. That's a 16. Uh-huh. Oh, a 16? <laughs> I, uh, rolled a th- I rolled a three. Oh, okay. my God. That, oh. So I'm going to roll Buon and Kaneo for the same damage since you were in the same spot. I rolled a two, luckily, on this. So you only both took 18 points of damage. And so Buon takes nine. Yes, Buon takes nine. And finally, Marislova. Uh, all right. Marislova is also going to attempt to do a reflex save to get out of the way. I, I don't need a nat 20. I need a 17, 18, 19, or 20. You know, that's <laughs> like... Nice. Better That's doable. Than other, yeah, some of us. <laughs> it's like a fifth of the numbers on the dice. I don't know. That is a five on the dice for a sixteen. And uh, I rolled a one on a d8, so you lucked out and took seventeen points of damage. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry for telling you about my, my dream. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you cursed us. You really... I cursed it into existence with my prophetic <laughs> visions. My bad. Uh, so that is the surprise round, and we are now at the top of round one. But luckily, that means Andromeda is first. She is trying not to be completely shaken by what's happening. She is someone who has spent her entire life in more or less what would be considered mental torment to anyone else but the upside of that of the fact that she has literally lived with poltergeists throwing crap around her voices in her head horrible visions from some uh unknowable god um (laughs) so on and so forth redacted god (laughs) yeah redacted um from um (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> it means she has a little a little more uh 
stiffness in her spine than than most. So as w- much as she is definitely having a moment right now and is 100% starting to hyperventilate and cast about concernedly, especially after seeing all of her friends and her new friend, Marislova, <laughs> getting trampled, she is still ready, you know, in, to a certain extent. So she is going to, while she is still invisible, sprints past Abraxas, snatches the scroll off of his belt, and then keeps running directly down the middle of the room, kind of trying to avoid, because she is still freaked out, even though she's invisible. She does not like the looks of either Vesevalod or this big blue thing. So she's kind of trying to avoid both of them. (laughs) Um, She's like, I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to, don't touch me. So she is now kind of in the middle of the room uh, on her way towards the Eon Pit. And Andromeda is still invisible, correct? Yeah. Okay, so is that Andromeda's turn? Yep, she did what she uh, (laughs) wanted to do. Vesevalod smirks with confidence and he starts moving up. As he's moving forward, Buwan and... Andromeda, you feel your invisibility being purged from you as you reveal from him from his invisibility sphere. And he's like, ah, yes, I knew some of you had an interest in visibility. Nice to meet you, Buon. And Andromeda, nice to see where you are. And with that, he takes his giant hammer and slams it into the ground and a ice runs out across the ground towards Abraxas and envelops him in an icy sphere. And what this is, with his Frost Thunder Warhammer, once per day, as a ranged touch attack, so I do need to roll, the wielder of the Frost Thunder Hammer can slam the weapon against the ground, releasing a crackling bolt of ice that shoots across the ground towards a single target up to 100 feet. On successful hit, the ice immediately freezes around the target target trapping him with a nine-inch thick solid block of pale blue ice. He rolled a natural one, though. So that is a critical (laughs) fail of Braxis. You do not get enveloped in the ice. The ice ray shoots past you and hits the wall behind you, and you see this ice just freeze up the wall. But give me a critical fail card there. (laughs) Good start. Good start. I can't believe I roll on my first attack. I roll a natural <laughs> one. What the hell? What are the odds? The weapon ends up in the target's possession. But did they throw the hammer like Thor? He goes down to hit the, the hit the ground, and the hammer flies out of his hand and towards you, Abraxas, instead, and you catch it with your one hand. <laughs> what the crap? Oh my god! <laughs> However, this is a giant weapon, so you can, if you want to use it. It's a negative two and, uh, to use as a, uh, or you can use it as a two-handed weapon, Doesn't but it is matter. now your that weapon. That was too cool. Holy shit. Like, that was cool. Abraxas, you're so cool. <laughs> yeah. I do like one. hammers. So generous of you. You just look the shock in his eyes. He's like, I have heard about Team Torta's luck, <laughs> but I cannot believe this. And that ends his turn because he can't do anything else. Uh, Braxis, you're so up. Awesome. I'm incredible. That's, that's a Braxis's now. Yes! Oh, yeah. like, that's we now. might actually live! 
Okay, let me see. Here we go. Well, let's not get too excited because that's when okay. we we die. I knock that's true, knock it true. on. Well, this is particle board, but still, <gasps> the principle is the same. Particle board still made of wood. <laughs> oh, they're good. Okay, well, fabulous. It feels so right in his hands, but it is extremely heavy. I mean, this thing was meant for uh, this guy's a large size, large size mm-hmm. creature, right? Yep. Uh, you know, Abraxas is a is a beefy, a beefy wolf. He's you know, eighteen strength. He's got power when he's all hybrided out, but it is still heavy. So um, I picture him just grasping it for a second, um, staring in awe. Um, akin to Arthur pulling out the you know sword out of the stone, going, "Oh yeah, this feels right." <laughs> and you know, typical cinematic moment where it's flunk and it just falls to the floor because it's <laughs> so heavy. Um, uh, he catches himself, has his trusty spear of the watchful guardian. Again, he, he's using it in this battle um, not only to protect uh, his own life, but also counting on it to. You know, have a little bit of that um, when this the spear first joined their their party, uh, add to their luck in, in vanquishing foes that are way stronger than they are. So uh, he's gonna go with with that one and get kind of a morale morale strength. It's more for his own um, like security blanket than anything else. So gripping his spear again, which now feels super light, is going to. Uh, do his most practice move. He could remember the routines, the footwork practicing day in, day out, day in, day out. Um, he's hearing Manette's voice in his 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 mind again, again. And in the background, Odessa's uh, voice going, "Are you guys still practicing?" <laughs> um, and just lurching forward with a uh, thirty-one, thirty-one. Oof. I think at the same time that you are hitting him with the spear, because that definitely does hit, he hits you with uh, his hooves. Uh, hoof, I guess I should say, kicks up at you. Uh, and Because he gets an attack of opportunity moving into his... Yeah, he has uh, moving at. He's a, he's a large creature, so he has a 10-foot range. Uh, and that is oh, but with my teamwork feet, I'm within uh, range of Pippa. So Pippa, how do you provide? How do you provide me cover? How do I provide you cover? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that damn feet! Can't yes! wait to take it next time I take a feet. <laughs> it comes in clutch every time. So Pippa just got knocked over, and I'm. But, you know, fortunately, she was able to roll out of the way in time to really only sustain, I think, a little some bruising. And she comes up. She swings up with her crossbow as Abraxas is backing towards her and just fires off a random bolt in the direction of the Sevalod, just aiming wildly. No actual practice to it. It's not meant to be a real attack, but it distracts him just enough so that he can't clobber Abraxas. All right, then, Abraxas, give me that damage. Suppressing fire! <laughs> uh, let's see, that is... <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and eight plus. Let's see, that is 14 points of damage. And uh, just as he finishes the thrust, 
his body kind of moves with an extra burst of speed as that haste magic sinks into his body and he feels an extra burst so uh, he steps forward again thank you haste for a (laughs) 20 27 to hit oh my god a 27 definitely hits oh that's okay one more Um, not as much but I'll take any little bit I can and that is 9 points another 9 points coming your way Good hits there, Abraxas. Does that end your turn? That ends his turn. He just gives, he just stares directly into uh, his foe's eye. He just gives a. Buon, you're up, my boy. Uh, Buon spits out at Vesephilovod. Do not put my name in your mouth. <laughs> and he reaches up to grasp Kuneho's fur as he casts Blur on Kuneho. Uh, enveloping in them up. So Keep me. my name out your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want. I don't want my name in that bad boy's mouth unless it's later. <laughs> oh, because he does look like Jason Momoa. Just saying, okay. <laughs> he does. Oh. He looks a lot like blur. Jason Momoa. Okay, and then uh, as Kuneho is blurred, they are going to rush forward and uh, get in. Let's like squarely put themselves in the way of Svatharim. It makes me think of bathroom. I'm going to call him bathroom. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> so uh, in the way of bathroom, Buwan's also going to move past Pippa. And then Kuneho's going to strike bathroom boy over here with a slam. Ooh, not 16 plus 14 is a 30. Whoa. That definitely hits. Nice. Woo. Okay. And then just a reminder, my attacks are magic and ghost touch. Oh. Oh, that was one six. 17 points of bludgeoning. That ends Buwan's turn. Marislova, what are you going to do? Your new friends just took a beating. And you too, actually. No, no, you got missed. No, no, I, I got hit. Um, I took the 17. All of my heroes, heroes feast hit points are gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, Marislova just looks at this huge creature in front of her and grimaces. With that speed that that's coursing through her veins, she just swiftly runs a hand along the the blade of her hand axe making it sharper and imbuing it with the power of fire (laughs) as she turns it into a plus one keen hand axe and spends an arcane pool point on doing a pool strike with flame damage and I'm going to make four attacks at this thing oh yes (laughs) oh I forgot I was hasty I'm so glad that I am not having to play this character right now We love you, Marislova. <laughs> Save our asses. Please. The first one is a natural 18. Plus 12 is 30. It's 3d6 fire damage um, on top of the 1d6 plus 3. So give me the fire separate from all the other damage then. Right. So it looks like that is a total of uh, 5 damage and then 6 fire damage. All right, and uh, oh, I rolled another 18 on the die for a total of 30 again. That still hits. Uh, and that is another just five regular damage. Oh, my third attack is a uh, 25 total. Does that hit? 25 does not hit. And what about... Nope, uh, 15 is also going to be a miss definitely gotten some whittling down uh, as we keep moving through. Uh, It is unfortunately, however, 
uh, Fathrum's turn, and he is going to use his fantastic trampling ability as he moves through Kuneho. He moves through Abraxas. He moves through Pippa and Buwan. Boo. I don't like it. Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before, before he steps out of, the, out of range, uh, Marisilva will take a second to swing her hand axe at its hindquarters and... Uh, is going to roll a 27 to hit. Uh, 27 definitely hits. What is the damage? Uh, damage is going to be... Looks like another five points of damage. Just whittling away. <laughs> <laughs> Just That's ow. the Team Torta style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a perfect fit, guys. Yeah, yeah you fit right folks. in. <laughs> Kuneho, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to dodge out of the way with a reflex? Or are you going to hit... Well, because Kuneho's blurred, I'm going to at least do the hit. So let me roll for the blur. It's 20% mischance. And that's an 80. So he gets they get hit, but they rolled a 27 to hit. 27 will hit. Ooh. Give me some damage. Okay. So 2d6 plus 8. Magic double ones. Slash. Double ones. Go double ones. No, go. Go away, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I got a two and a one. Okay. So 12 points of damage. Whittle him down. Whittle him down. (laughs) Okay. And Kuneho takes. I rolled max damage. That is 24 points of damage to Kuneho. Abraxas, what do you wish to do? Do you wish to try to dodge out of the way with a reflex or an attack of opportunity? Uh, Braxis had tried getting out of the way, but he's a, I mean, he's not a big as in category large or huge, but he's a big creature. His armor's heavy and it did not work well. So he's going to swing his spear and take the hit. Give me that attack of opportunity. Okay. So that is a 28 to hit, which I'm pretty sure is going to hit. That hits. And that'll be 14 points of damn hit. Ow! Okay, and with his attack in return, when he tramples in you, he rolled a three, so that's only 19 points of damage that time for you. And then moving on to Pippa, what are you going to do? Reflex out of the way, or are you going to try to get that attack of opportunity in? I'm a teeny tiny girl. I'm jumping out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) rolled a 31. Does a 31 jump me out of the way? A 31 definitely jumps you out of the way. You freaking do some masterwork gymnastics to get out of the way. You take zero damage. Go, Pippa. Amazing. (laughs) Last but not least, Mr. Buon. Well, because his attack of opportunity suck, I'm just gonna go for the reflex. (laughs) Because he has a plus 10, so I don't know, maybe. It's possible. Oh! Oh, maybe! Get a reflex save plus two bonus on top of it so it's technically a plus 12 which means it's a 30 you get out of the way and you only take half damage and that is 11 points of damage thanks knowledge (laughs) (laughs) and that ends his turn as it is now pippa what are you gonna do you just definitely dodged out of its way and you have a chance to get some revenge yeah uh pippa is straight up not having a good time right now (laughs) because you know, we came in here. They were threatening her friend. She fired a shot. It missed horribly. This massive creature 
tries to run her down once, turns around, runs back down the other way, tries to trample her friends. She rolls out of the way. She's got some fairly bad bruising, but isn't extremely damaged yet. She raises her crossbow. She tries to get the giant Jason Momoa centaur (laughs) away from Abraxas. And just as she's bringing that crossbow back down, she gets run over again. Or, you know, he tries. But she rolls out of the way because she's athletic AF. She's just trying to focus. She can't be just... Unfortunately, she can't be distracted by the giant creature attempting to mow her down. She has something that she has to do. And that thing is to make Abraxas much, much larger as she casts Enlarge Person on him. Oh, snap. Oh, no. And yells, get the hammer! Get the (laughs) hammer! Okay, does that end Pippa's turn? Her final action is going to be to sort of move out of the way of this direct charging line where he where he can hit so many of us at once. He might have to pick and choose from now on and maybe only get like half of us. So Pippa is going to scramble toward the north end of the cavern uh, closer to Marislova. And that ends Pippa's turn. And Argentea, who has somehow survived this battle so far still... Is uh, somehow it is Andromeda. It is the top of round two, if you can believe it. Uh, what do you wish to do? Andromeda is going to continue her journey, knowing that she's probably about to get hit. Uh, but she's going to keep going. For last time, she forgot that she had enough speed to actually go a lot further than she did. She's like basically kicking herself right now for. <laughs> only having gone halfway when she could have gone a lot, lot further. Um, So this time she's taking full advantage and she's going to sprint away towards the Eon Pit. As you do that, Mm -hmm. the, the centaur does the rock back and his, and back hooves come out at Andromeda does a 23 hit. Uh, Yes. Eight points of damage. She sprints away fast enough with her haste that it just barely sort of clips her uh, and she stumbles but keeps running and as she reaches the Eon Pit she does sort of a screeching stop and drops to her knees and unfurls the scroll and casts Stone Shape to cover the entire opening of the Eon Pit. Oh yeah! Does stone Shape cover that <laughs> much surface? Yes! Just to make sure. Yep, it's 10, it, actually it's 13 cubic feet, which is so much. Fantastic, Andromeda. Stone shape to the rescue. Holy Angel's idea. He messaged me and he was like, hey, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that is such a good idea, Angel. (laughs) Does that end Andromeda's turn? Yeah, she grins like smugly, you know, stands back up. Because mostly I dropped to my knees for story purposes because I thought it would look cool. (laughs) It did. In my mind's eye, that looked really Mm -hmm. cool. Go on, dust your shoulders off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my mind's eye, uh, you know what is it? Um, Full Metal Alchemist, where Ed's alchemy always has that little yes. cartoon picture of him with the little spiky hair. Andromeda has like little. The top of it has like a lid with a bunny bunny <laughs> head on it. <laughs> yeah, as she cast that, her hair sort of like lifted at its roots, and magic crackled all around her, and purple energy through her uh, black sheath that is always around her. And she stands grinning with black eyes, the flash of the aurora within. <laughs> Do you think a little bit of a cover will impede this? Your friends will die, and you will be at the bottom, 
and then just for fun, I will recover it and you can stay down there forever. She wait, hold on. She says in a voice that is not even fully her own, go, go ahead, ahead and try it. it. I see they're already starting to take over. Excellent. He mumbles a few words, and I believe that opens him up for an attack of opportunity there, Abraxas. Yep, if yep, you're casting, casting within range, yeah. Now's not the time to get your head out of the game. Is a 27. A 27 will hit. So roll your damage. That is 21 altogether. Keep your head in the game, fool. And just spear, spear down on one of his uh, Good shot uh, there. horsey legs. He gets off his spell, which is prayer. So all of you mark a negative one to all your rolls. And all of my creatures get a plus one to their rolls. So just turn oh, off. So it negates our suit, basically. Yes, it just negates the yep. suit. Oh, we're, we're so, thanks for just making us as we normally are. I was like, mm, I'm, I'm feeling really hungry all of a sudden. I have heard about the benefits of Abraxas's cooking, and it is now gone. He's a gourmet <laughs> chef. Uh, speaking of Abraxas, it is your turn. Abraxas's oh. food is made with the warmth of friendship, and that is never gone. <laughs> Oh I told you to keep our names out of your mouth. You beast. Abraxas <laughs> is pissed because now he's hungry. So now he's feeling the, he's usually always has like a, you know, he's always a little peckish. But now that that profane prayer has made his belly feel empty, um, he's getting hang. Not only is he angry, now he's hangry. Drops the spear, um, reaches behind him because now he's towering eye to eye with him. Uh, being a large uh, werewolf, grabs the hammer and brings it with the same motion, just reaching back to grab it, comes down. Hammer time! That was a 26 followed by a 31. Uh, those will both hit. Oh, yeah. Does a 31 hit? <laughs> does a 30 hit? Does, uh, does a uh, 31 hit your butt? It's good when we do it. <laughs> it's only funny. It's only funny when we would do. When we do it. This is a three die six. Are you kidding me? That is insane. Woo! The first hit comes down with a mighty wallop. I'm hoping Abrax is hearing some bones. It's thirty-seven points of damage. That can't wow. be right. Eleven, twelve, fourteen. <laughs> Three dice six. Angel! Oh boy. Oh that's my amazing. God. You need to make it big every time. Yep, every time. Oh <laughs> my god, the next one's 40. So 37 oh and then 40. All right. It's time, it's oh, time to wow. permanently enlarge a, uh, Abraxas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my Holy crap. Yeah, so that first hammer comes down super hard. It was heavy before, but now it just feels right in his hands. He's an Arctic druid. This thing's called the Frost Thunder. It's like they were just meant to be together. So after that first one connects with the chest, he swings back and just goes in again for a side torso hit. Oh, yeah, this feels right. I'm going to call this (laughs) the Tenderizer. (laughs) And he licks his lips. Oh my god. I He's already thinking licking of some... the hammer. <laughs> like an anime villain licking a exactly. knife for a sword. Yeah. <laughs> hey. That's insane sauce. It looks really surreal on my my little dice roller. <laughs> oh hey, does that end your turn of praxis? That 
ends my turn. Wow. Holy snakes. Buon, you're up. Okay, I don't see any way out of here without getting an attack of opportunity. So Buon's just going to book it towards Pippa-ish by the gates, but make sure that he's not in a line to be trampled. Does that take an... Does the bathroom guy take an attack of opportunity? He's going to take an attack of opportunity and hit you with a Mm. hoof. Actually, you know what? This time he's going to use the uh, lance that's in his hand. No. (laughs) That's probably worse. Let's go back to the hoof thing. Uh, Does a 32 (laughs) hit? (gasps) Yes. That's 24 points of damage. No, Buon. No, no, It's not as bad as I thought. (laughs) Buon takes that in the side. It gets clipped a little bit. Staggers a second, keeps on running, and as he's sprinting towards the wall, says, Let's l- even the playing field and casts Enlarge Person on Cuneo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Make my psycho pump grow. <laughs> so Cuneo's large now, and then uh, they're going to rush around to the back of whatever his name is. Vesefalavod and <laughs> go in for slam. Oh, and that's a terrible roll. Twenty does a twenty-three hit. Twenty-three does oh. not hit. It misses. Oh, shit. Damn her. Okay. Well, that's Anna Buon's turn. Okay. And Cuneo's. It was a good faith effort. Marislova, yeah. what you gonna do? Marislova is going to um, run super fast. Just. Uh, darting across the room past the enlarged werewolf to s- enter the space directly in front of Vesevalod, standing next to the werewolf and across from the giant rabbit creature, which she still doesn't quite get yet, but you know, <laughs> these people seem cool. <laughs> They're helping her clear her house out and she's uh, she's going to make a uh, an attack against Vesevalod. I would still, I would also get that flank bonus correct. No, does not get a flank bonus because if you draw a straight line across. Um, okay, so no flank bonus, but wings her hand axe, even with a haste, since it's not a full attack, I don't get a second attack, so I'm just going to make one. That is a 20 to hit. That is a miss. Okay. Woof. Does that end your turn there, Meslova? That is going to end my turn realizing that he had a ton of fun with his masterwork lance, he moves forward and charges at Buon. And also thinking that this may draw some people away from his master as he rolls to attack. No, stay where y'all at. Andromeda is coming. That is a 30 with his five. That's a hit. That is another 22 points of damage. Mm. Oh my god. And that ends his turn as his blood-soaked lance is aimed up at the air, ready for the next attack. Pippa, you are up. That's all you got. (laughs) (laughs) Pippa has withdrawn from her belt her rod of empower spell. And... Man, I thought that I hadn't used Scorching Ray very much today, but I have used it four times, apparently. I only have two, I only have two uses of it left. And when, when, what was our very first battle today? It had, we have had several fights today that, you know, because 
of how we record our podcast and play this game, you know, those happened weeks ago. Months. To me. <laughs> months ago. So, but I keep, but it's like, no, that was today. Pippa is burnt out. Very, she is very close to completely burnt out of spells. I have been pacing myself pretty well to make sure that I still had spells left at this point, but Pippa is very close to running on empty, but the thing that she has been careful to spare, just in case she ended up really needing it, is her empower spell rod, just to give her remaining spells a little extra, little extra oomph. So she brings that out in front of her, also brings up her hands and cast Scorching Ray on the giant monster Scorching attacking Ray. Buon. Roll me that touch attack. Bam. Touch, touch, touch. A 23 is going to miss. Oh, no, it's touched. <gasps> oh, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I surrender. I surrender. <laughs> We're like, leaving. Whatever. We're leaving. I'm done. <laughs> I'll go in the pit. I'll go in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, going we'll join in the you, pit. Andromeda. This yeah. thing has a... T- Touch AC of twenty three. We're gonna jo- we're gonna join Team Evil Centaur. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, twenty three yeah. will hit his touch. Roll that damage. Awesome. That's gonna be thirty four points of fire damage. Good oh, hit there, Pippa. So because nice. it is a frozen creature, it takes a little bit more damage. Uh, it is still up, but it is looking singed uh, as this, this fire just goes down his down his arm and up his skin and he roars in pain and you see these the ice blackened with the fire definitely still alive we are on the top of round three and the fantastic worlds podcast is a fantastic oh, shit. Worlds production. really oh, wow. want to get a behind the scenes peek of what we oh, do man. check out our blooper reels or listen to our bonus podcast the greatest show on earth consider joining our patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash There you can be a part of an exclusive group of wonderful people who support our work to keep our shows running so we can continue to put out great entertainment for you to listen and watch. Are you a fan of swag? Check out our merch store, where our selection of gear continues to grow. Rep your love for Abraxas by wearing a sigil. Show your LGBT gamer pride with our bigger, faster, stronger, gayer shirt. There is a little something for everyone. You can find our store as well as articles and links to our social media at fantasticworldspod.com. I am Dustin, your game dad and master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. Uh, This is Angel, and I can be reached at Espinoza916. This is Jess, not going in that eon pit, hashtag not going in. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me at Hank the Clank. This is Logan. You can find me at MainMan08. And this is Heidi. You can find me at Vamahillion. That's V-A-M-I-H-I-L-I-O-N. Theme song was composed and played by Amy Hawkinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for using your sound effects and music. Thank you for all your support, for listening, for passing the show on to your friends, and for all the wonderful fan art, feedback, and discussions we have had along the way. We hope that we have provided your ear holes with wonder and adventure, maybe provided inspiration to pick up a set of dice and play, or even try to be a game dad, ringmaster, or galactic mistress yourself. We love making the show, whether you have been with us the entire journey or just now joining the fray. Thank you for giving us your time to listen to our shows.
Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Oh, Klong. Disappointed Klong. Klong. <laughs> <laughs> He deserves a hero point. You get one well. in GSOE for that. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> well, Jess can for GSOE. She can grab it through the ether. I absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs> yes.